Hello, and welcome to the Landis Cooperative Experience, featuring the bull bear banter. We all know that markets often behave in a way that can't easily be explained. The bull bear banter is our best effort to digest the noise of the marketplace. So thank you for joining us. Sit back, relax, and let's talk about the markets. Hello, this is Tom Guinan, and I want to welcome you to the March 1st episode of the Bull Bear Banter. I'm the Vice President of Producer Grain Marketing, and I work closely with our grain marketing advisors. Today, I'm joined by Cheyenne Dunham. Cheyenne is one of our merchandisers and also oversees origination for soybeans for our soybean processing plant in Ralston. Friday afternoon, March corn closed up two cents at 364. That was down 11 and a quarter cent from last Friday. December corn was up two and a quarter cent at 394 and a quarter. That was down seven and a half cents for the week. Looking at soybeans, March corn closed up one and three quarters cent at 899 and a half. That was down 11 cents from last Friday. And November soybeans closed up two cents today at 945 and three quarters. That was down eight and three quarters cents for the week. Well, Cheyenne, I think the big story this week is just what's happened this week in general. Things look very promising when we started the week, both corn and beans opening in the green on Monday morning. Weekend chatter was that the March 1st deadline for tariff hikes on China would or could be extended, and that was dampened by sharp losses in wheat. It seemed like the enthusiasm for the U.S.-China trade talks continued to wane as the week wore on, and markets continued to slip off as a result. So let's talk a little bit about those bull bear factors, and I'll let you start with the bull factors for corn. Yeah, Tom, I think looking at corn, I'm seeing some optimism in that we're still having winter weather, and with that comes a lot of logistical issues, both with the road conditions and the sheer volume of snow that we've had. That provides support for our basis, both here and with our competitors. So kind of a a positive for our prices at that point. Um, I know we've talked about this a little bit, but that increased feed demand during these colder conditions, not only that, but I think we're going to kind of see an extended period of having to feed these animals. It doesn't seem like winter is going to end anytime soon. And looking at the weekly EIA report that showed ethanol production last week was up 32,000 barrels per day from the week prior, and stocks were down 204,000 barrels. On the bear front, I would say that the export sales report came in slightly above trade estimates, but the real total sales lagged last year by over 20%. And in South America, one analyst raised the forecast for Brazil's second corn crop by 900,000 metric tons and is now sitting at 65.8 million metric tons. Switching over to soybeans, Tom, I would say looking at some bullish factors, crush continues to be high. Remember, our soybeans, we can crush them, we can store them, or we can export them. Export commitments for 1819 have improved to only 17.5% below where we were at last year this time. So we're still behind, but we're working on it at this point. Hang on a second. Say that one more time. You're you're saying they've improved to only being 17.5% below, and that's a good thing? Yeah, I'm calling that a bullish factor right okay. now. I, we're making up some ground. You know, we obviously had a long ways to go from U.S.-China trade talks, and I think at this point we still have a ways to go. And again, there's some potential for some lower soybean ending stocks in our USDA supply and demand tables. Producers talking about switching bean acres to corn acres. I think we'll see when those numbers actually come through whether or not that happened. I think, you know, we really like to plant what we like to plant around here. We don't see a lot of mixing up. Exactly. I'm kind of in your camp as well. 
although I have been hearing a little more from folks saying, well, I didn't get my tillage done, so that's going to make some some decisions that are going to be already made. So we'll see. On the bearish front for beans, I would say that it just feels like the trade seems to be running out of enthusiasm on this U.S.-China front. The market's just really not reacting as strongly as it once did to potential deals. Maybe that's a little bit of the crying wolf scenario and syndrome that we're just starting to run out of uh, patience with that. If and when a trade agreement is reached, like we've talked for quite a while here, this window for exporting opportunities just continues to narrow. Um, it won't be long before people are harvesting in South America. So it'll be interesting to see how that comes together. Tom, I think we talk about this every week, but it's still important. Why does it matter? We're going to continue to encourage offers. We continue to see these offers fill during the trade hours. But by the time we get to the end of the trading day, it's not possible to replicate those values. I know personally, I filled some three 50s when we had one of those, you know, up in the morning and then it had kind of fallen off by the end of the day. So you can't always pick up the phone and call in fast enough to lock in those prices. And again, we'll also continue to encourage people to use this time of year to calculate their cost of production for last year and use that as a guide for a solid marketing plan. I know probably a lot of people are snowed in right now with a little extra time on their hands to sit down and hit the books, you know, maybe going through some tax paperwork. It's already out there in front of you. Just, you know, take some time, get it figured out so you have those numbers ahead of you as you go into this marketing year. And again, things we're going to watch for in our upcoming events, we're going to be hosting two marketing meetings with the Iowa State Extension to discuss the farm bill, crop insurance, and grain markets. That's going to be on March 7th in the morning in Ames and in the afternoon in Carroll. Again, it's still not too late to register for our Women in Ag event, Ventures. That's going to be in Des Moines, March 22nd and 23rd. Keep an eye on our Facebook event page for updates on that. You know, we I think we have some stories from past participants and different deals like that. And again, if you have questions, comments, a topic you want us to discuss, send us an email at podcast at landiscooperative.com. Thanks, Cheyenne. Kind of short and sweet again this week, but we do appreciate you all joining us for the Bull Bear Banter which, as you know, is a part of the Landis Cooperative Experience podcast. If you have any questions regarding grain marketing decisions, please feel free to reach out to your area grain marketing advisor. Thank you for listening. We look forward to talking with you again next week. Mm -hmm.